This is the Hope Church Mill Creek Podcast, and you're hearing the voice of lead pastor Josh Westmoreland. Hope Church Mill Creek is a church replant in the Hope Church family based out of Danville, Virginia. Our church specifically is in Roxboro, North Carolina, just about an hour north of Durham. Our family of Hope Churches has a total of 13 locations at this time along the Virginia-North Carolina border, mostly in smaller rural communities. Our uh, specific location has existed officially since January 22, when my family and I moved from Mississippi to lead this plant. We hope you enjoy this podcast and bring something away from it that helps you. If you do, it would help us greatly if you left a good review on Apple Podcasts or you just, you know, shared it. We wish you all the best, uh, grace and peace to all of you, and happy listening. Matthew 6 and verse number 1, it says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the what do? As the what? Hypocrite. If there is one thing that I've heard and maybe you've heard, matter of fact, you fill in the blank. I tell you what, I ain't never going to that church because all there is is a bunch of what? Hypocrites. And you know what all of us could say? We could say amen to that when that person says that, but also, have you looked in the mirror? We've all pretended. Can we just get an amen? We've all pretended. Even those of us who say, man, I like to be honest, I like to be real, sometimes... Sometimes whenever somebody says, hey, are you doing okay? We say, fine. Fine, yeah, fine. What are we doing? We're kind of lying, aren't we? Right? I know that's a simple thing. But it seems like Jesus loved sinners. Would you agree? Jesus loved people who had a lot of problems. Can we say amen? amen? Jesus loved people who were deep in it, man. Who were struggling with sin. Who were struggling with their identity. Who were struggling with morality. Struggling with all sorts of sin. He was with them. He hung out with them. But something interesting about Jesus is He met with them. He loved them but He loved them too much to not tell them the truth. We live in this day and time whenever we want to pull back the truth, so to say, hey, I love you, so I'm not going to tell you the truth. Then you don't love them. If you love somebody, tell them the truth. But do it the right way. If you had a friend of yours and they were driving down a road and the road had a bridge that was out, just a steep drop-off, and you knew they were going down that road, wouldn't you jump in the middle of the road and be like, whoa, pal, whoa, stop, stop! Wouldn't you do that? Or would you be like, well, I don't want to offend you, so you just keep on going? Which one is love? 
Truth. But do it the right way. Truth and love. Grace, peace. Truth and grace. Jesus had a lot of compassion for sinners, but there was one type of sin, one, that He seemed to have zero patience with. One. And you know what that one was? Hypocrisy. And what's even worse, it wasn't just hypocrisy, oh, how you doing? I'm fine. It wasn't that. It was the peak of the peak. It was religious hypocrisy. You know the type, right? Y'all, I call myself a recovering hypocrite for a reason. Because I have known that side. I have been religious without the Jesus. And that side is just as dead as those who do not even claim there is a God. Because you claim a form of godliness with the rules, with the rituals, without the righteous Savior, without Jesus. You claim His name, but you're dead. Just as dead as those who don't believe or don't say they believe in God. Jesus didn't have a lot of compassion for the hypocrites. Matter of fact, He just stuck it to them over and over again. I think it's wise for us to look at the definition of a hypocrite. If you'd slide over there. Um, it's probably going to be, I, I told you all, just have patience. I, I'm all over the map on this. All right, so a hypocrite technically is this right here. Um, matter of fact, this is the biblical definition. Um, if, if I remember right, the way that you pronounce hypocrite in that original language was hypocrite or something like that. But it's this, an actor, like what we saw a minute ago, a stage player, a dissembler, dissembler is somebody who just hides their true feelings, or a what? Pretender, right? What's playing pretend? What is that? Well, you're in a, you're in a different world, right? So let's look at what pretender means. This is according to the Merriam-Webster. One who lays claim to something, specifically a claimant to a throne who is held to have no just title. So if you look at the history of this word, um, this comes from in probably 13, 14, 1500s, somebody would say, uh, whether it's the, the throne of France or, or England or you know, wherever it was, there'd be somebody that would come out of the woodwork and say, Hear ye, hear ye! I am successor to the throne of England! And they would claim that. And then when people go digging around and be like, you're not even related to anybody. Like your brother's Jim Bob. You're not, what are, you, what are you doing? And they would claim that they were something that they were not. Right? So when you break, this is, I think, I love this kind of stuff. I nerd out about it, I know. But look at how the word breaks down. Look at the word pretender as it breaks down. Uh, it's the next slide under that. Not that one. We're almost, it's, it's right under there. It says pre and ten. It, it should be like under the right. All right, so if, she, if we get there, if we don't. The word, the prefix pre, you know what that means? Before. Do you know what ten means? To stretch. Like, think tension. 
to stretch out before. So before somebody gets to know the real us, where we are, as vulnerable as we are, what do we do? We stretch out before they get there and be like, oh, no, no, this is me. This. This out here. This version of me, this is actually me when it's not. This is me. And it's just a caricature of what we want people to see. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what pretending means. It means to stretch out before people get to know the real us. And look, honestly, it's difficult to let people into where we really are and what we're struggling with. It's hard. Because it makes us vulnerable. And I don't know about you, I don't like being vulnerable. I don't like that. It's awkward. Because basically you're admitting, gosh, I'm really messed up. Is that comfortable? You just wake up in the morning and say, I can't wait to confess my deepest, darkest sins with people all around me. I just love that as a, as a pastime. I love to do that. Nobody does that. So what is a hypocrite? Somebody who's pretending and playing. And according to Jesus, it seems like the religious ones are the worst of the worst. At the same time, we have all played that. Can we admit that? We've all played the part. So let's look at the scripture now. Beware, or verse number two. Thus, when you give to the needy, don't sound, don't sound no what? Trumpet before you as the who do. <laughs> the who do. In the synagogues and in the streets that they may be what by others? Praised by others. So what's the idea here? What are they doing? Oh, 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 hey, 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 oh, oh, I'm going I'm to give, I'm gonna, I found a needy person, and I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them this, oh, but, oh, hang on, can I get a picture with you? Can I get a picture with you? Uh? A lot of that stuff that we see, you see on social media or whatever, it looks all great and all fine and everything. But when we do that, you know where our reward's going? Now look, hold up, back up. I'm not saying that every time we share something good we do is bad. I'm saying when we love doing that, it's not. I'm, I'm going to give you a personal example. I'm gonna, that goofy picture of me you saw a minute ago, if you'd go back to that. All right, so this was a few years ago. saw this guy walking down the road. I'd seen him. It was an area I used to chaplain in. I was riding around, and I saw this guy, and he had um, some, I, I think, cerebral palsy or something. I can't remember, but he was crippled, but he could still walk around. And I, I'd see him walking in the middle of the road almost like he wanted to get hit. And so I'd stop, and I'd pick, I picked him up one time. And that over there is the story of what I wrote about. And so it looks like, man, 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 don't, good. And I can honestly say, at the very beginning, it was a good thing. But at the end, when I was like, we can get a picture of this. And the second I posted that, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak for me. The second I posted that, I knew it. That wasn't for God. You know who that was for? That was for me. 
That post was shared 411 times. Great. But I knew it. You know how I knew it? Because as the likes and the comments and the shares rolled in, guess what? I felt more empty and more empty. And it was like here was the reward. Bravo, sir. Oh, sir. Oh. What is that? And I lost my reward. Um, can I, there's a, there's a slide on there, Rita, that says Joshology. I'm going to share you a Joshology. There it is. <laughs> Quote me on that. That is so deep, isn't it, y'all? I mean, you thought that Plato or Socrates, you know, was so amazing. Be an awesome person and just shut up every day. That's not bad advice, is it? How about go be an awesome person? How about give the truth, share the truth, give to people, bless people in your personal life, and just be quiet? If we have to toot our own horn, you know what that's actually saying about us? Is that we're insecure. Right? Man, why is it dead? Why are we so quiet? It's soaking it in, right? That's what it is. All right, so let's move on. And you say amen to verse number three. Here we go. But when you give to the needy, don't left, verse number three, Matthew 6, 3. But when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be, how? In secret. And your father who sees in secret, what's he going to do? When somebody comes to know Jesus, they don't need to be validated by everybody else. This is, this is a problem, I think, in all of, I know it's been a problem in my life. When I am insecure and when I am not on the right path, I need, I need your applause. I need you to validate me and say, man, you're such a good person. Oh, you're so awesome. I'll find my, valida my validation even in some, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 hyper fixation of a hobby. All right. So have, is, has anybody ever known a person that gets hyper fixated on some hobby and then for like three weeks, that's all they can think about. That's all they can talk about. They go buy all the equipment that has to do with it. And then the next week, they're not even interested in said hobby. Anybody know anybody like that? I can't tell you how many times that's what I've done. And then it's, it's gone, right? You know what that is, though? You know what that is? It's a search. It's a search for meaning in something when that something can never give you meaning like that someone can. We do the same thing, y'all. We do the same thing with relationships. We seek person after person after person, short term, long term. And here's the thing. That person can never complete you like Christ can. They never can. So whether you're you know, stuck in a 30-year-long 30 miserable marriage or you've had 12 partners in the last year. It's all the same. 
We're trying to find validation in someone that can never complete us. Not like Jesus can. That's why whenever I... I was going to say whenever I marry someone, like I'm marrying people all the time, and that sounds very (laughs) weird now that it's coming out. But whenever I... I'll put it this way. Whenever I officiate a wedding, I'll say something along those lines. It's like, you know, all these love songs, these country songs, these so sappy country songs, man. It's just like, you know... And, and you get the idea that, man, you know, she completes me. You know, it's just whatever. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. And you know what happens when you play country backwards, right? You get your dog back. You get your wife back. You get your house back. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm not, but I'm sorry. So this idea that, man, I'm going to marry this person and they're going to complete me. In other words, they're going to fill in all the gaps where I'm, all the gaps that I have. And it's like, are you insane? No, literally, are you insane? Because you're expecting that person to be perfect in the areas that you're imperfect? That's insanity. They can never do that. And that's a ridiculous requirement. You know who is perfect in all those gaps, though? Think about it, y'all. I know that sounds crazy. But if we put on our spouse the expectation to fill in everywhere where I err, you're going to be perpetually put out with them because they can never do that. Amen. All right, Matthew 6, 5. And when you pray, don't be like who? The hypocrites. For what do they love to do? Stand and pray in the synagogue street corners that they may be what? Seen by... All right, hold up. Some people take this and they say, well, obviously Jesus is against public prayer. I've heard people say that. I don't think that's what he's saying. First of all, whenever I have asked people to pray like in here publicly, you know what the default response normally is? It's like, if you've never done it before, it's kind of like, oh... And I think that's honorable. That's a good thing that you feel that way. If it's like this, if it's more like this, oh, please, I'm at the ready, man. I'll offer the best prayer that this church has ever heard. If that's your attitude, you you better watch this. Let's just say watch the sky when you walk out the building. Right? Most people don't love to be seen. And and honestly, man, I grew up seeing some of this too. Like when you go to a restaurant and you want to pray for your meal, and I applaud you, you want to pray for your meal, bow your head quietly and pray for your food. But I've seen people do this. Stand up. Get the attention of the whole restaurant. Hey, y'all, we're going to pray. Hey, we're going to pray. Hey, you back there, we're going to pray. We're getting ready to pray now. We're going to pray. All right, all right. And then you go to praying, and you'll be like, what are you doing? That's not this. He says, when you pray, by the, by the way, he says, when you pray, not if you pray. 
When you pray, do this in verse number 6. Go into your what? In your room and then do what? Shut the door and pray to your Father who is in where? Secret. And your Father who sees in secret, what will He do? We can just say amen to that. Here's what I'm afraid. I'm afraid so many times when somebody says, hey man, do you pray? And we say, yeah, 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 I pray. Yeah, oh yeah, I pray all the time. But like when we really stop and think about it, like how often are we? That's something to think about. Like when, how often are we praying? Are we praying? It requires some effort. How many of you have been like me before and knew that, man, you need to pray, but it's like, ah, it's just hard. And sometimes, to be honest with you, with my sorry self, sometimes I don't even want to talk to him because I've got reason to be ashamed. But primarily, you know when the time is you need to talk to him most? How many of y'all got kids and done the same thing? They do something wrong, and then you go find them for them, and they're gone. Right? Why are they gone? And then you, hey, 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 Johnny, uh, what, are you, what, what, are you, what are you doing there? And then they're acting all sketchy. Um, it's a, fine. Right? Let's just learn to go back to the Father and be like, I messed up. All right, I've messed up. I've, I've messed up again. But man, in the middle of that, you get to know that He is still your Father and you're still His child. And by the way, let's say about baptism, look, before I forget to say this, I'm, I've got to wrap it up like I told you, 1125 is the number, right? Let me say about baptism. That water, y'all see that, y'all see that little bit of blue water right there? You know what that water ain't? It ain't magic. Some people have the idea that when you go in the water, that there it goes. It just, it just, it just all. Y'all know that water came from the well? Like it's not holy water. Matter of fact, things are not holy. People are holy. In the Old Testament, there were things, there were plates and cups and buildings that were holy. Whenever Jesus died, you know what happened? The curtain ripped in two that was between the holy place and the holy of holies where only the high priest could go once per year, and that curtain was ripped in two signifying what? That things are not holy, that you can be holy now because Jesus lives in you. That water doesn't cleanse anybody. Now, it's no different than the water you get in the shower. What does cleanse you is the blood of the one who died for you. You know what this is? It's a very important, specific symbol. When these people are going to stand up in the water, here's what's happening. They're standing up in the water, and they're signifying, this is my life. I am acknowledging before you all, this is my life. I am standing here. They'll be standing there with me. This is my life. But when they submit to baptism, here's what's happening. They go down into the water, signifying Christ's what? Death. And as Christ died, 
They are saying, I am now dead to me. This ain't my life anymore. I'm going down. I am buried with Christ. And as many pastors will say, as they bring people up, raised to new life in Christ. So what does that mean? That means saying, I don't understand it all. I don't know about it all. I don't even know how the next day is going to go. But I submit to Jesus and everything that he has for me. And I come up out of the water and I have new life in Christ. My mission is not to please me anymore. My mission is not to make me happy anymore. My mission is not to gather wealth anymore or to gather property or to gather stuff. My mission is not even solely for my family. My mission is to Jesus. My mission is to God. My mission is to serve him with the rest of my life with passion and with power and the authority of Jesus. We can say amen. amen. It's all about Jesus. It's not about looks, it's not about appearance, it's not about buildings, it's not about stuff, it's not about all these other things. It is about Jesus, and one day, every one of us are going to see him. May you not be the one at the end that's going to be like, oh, snap, I wasted my life on so much stupidity, like I'm sure we all have. These people today are going to say, imperfectly, and by the way, you know what's going to happen after these people get baptized? They're going to sin. They're going to mess up. Give them that. You don't know where they were five years ago or a year ago. Some of you, maybe you got saved, baptized, and man, you just changed on a dime. A lot of us, we have big work in progress. Amen. Amen? All right. Were there any important looking slides, Rita, that I needed to share? I don't know. I'm all over the map. I think we're okay. Yeah, that's good. That is a good one. Man, Rita, you did read my mind. I didn't even know that was in there. It has been said the biggest witness for or against Christianity is a Christian. We can talk about all the smart stuff, all the intelligent stuff, and we can go down through the ages and go look at history and look at biology and all these things, but for most people, what says Christianity is real or it ain't is the people that say that they're Christians. So if you're real... Hypocrisy to authenticity, how do we get there? You know how we get there? Go to the very next one. How do we get from hypocrisy to authenticity? Jesus. You say, well, man, I'm just so messed up. Yeah, we all are. How do I go from blatant hypocrisy to authenticity, to vulnerable authenticity? Jesus. Walking with Jesus. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening. It, it means the world to me that you would take the time to listen to our sermons. If, you, if you'd like to connect with us, shoot us an email at office at hopechurchmillcreek.com. That's office at hopechurchmillcreek.com. Or just come by for a service in person, 1030 a.m. Sunday mornings. Address is 1562 Mill Creek Road, Roxboro, North Carolina. Uh, I would love to meet you in person, and um, I guess that's all for now. So don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcast if you would, kindly. We pray that you'd have a great day. Uh, for Hope Church Mill Creek, I'm Pastor Josh. Grace and peace.